goodness of God. The Bible says, Arise, shine, for the light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon Darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. Is upon thee, and his glory. That may be you all. Amen. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes around about and see. All they gather themselves together, they come to thee. Thy sons shall come from far, and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. Before I title it, I'm going to read it to you in the Amplified Version. It says, Arise from spiritual depression to a new life. Shine, be radiant with the glory and brilliance of the Lord. For your light has come, and the glory and brilliance of the Lord has risen upon you. For in fact, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness will cover the people. But the Lord will rise upon you, Jerusalem, and his glory and brilliance will be seen on you. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes around you and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons will come from far away and your daughters will be looked after at your side. And if you just bow your head right now. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. For your word forth today. God, that will shine in us and that we will be witnesses and testaments of you. I pray blessings on this congregation. I pray blessings on our military. I pray blessings on our veterans today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. I titled it, It Is Not Time to Retreat. Uh, that's not right. That's okay. That's all right. It's not time to retreat. Amen. Monday is Veterans Day, and we want to honor all those who have served in the armed forces today. If you are serving or have served in the Army, or the Marines, the Navy, and the Air Force and the Coast Guard, we deeply thank you for what you have done. Amen. And Brother McNeil did very well. Uh, did the very thing that I would do, and that was be to recognize family that is in the military and serve because we know that it is a uh, tremendous, um, worrisome. Uh, we take, you know, you stay home, you take care of the kids, you take care of the family, uh, you worry while the the loved one is overseas. You you know, so we give honor to you as well, and we thank uh, all those who fought and are still fighting for our nation and national freedom today, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. There are some people who have been disappointed by the outcome of this past presidential election. We are not called to respond in anger or disgust. We are called to do what we have been called to do for over 2,000 years. Amen. I have a good idea since Monday is Veterans Day. Let all of us who enlist or enlist in the army of the Lord to enlist ourselves and do what God has called us to do. Let's all become veterans of Jesus. Amen. Will, well, what are we to do when we enlist and re-enlist in the army of the Lord? 
First, we are to preach the gospel. Too many people get to the place that they think it's a called ministry. Amen. But it is not a called ministry for a preacher to preach the gospel. It is for every child of God to preach the gospel to the kingdom and this world. Amen. God has called on each and every one of us to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. The phrase preach the gospel is found 11 times in scripture. The command is, is commanded of Jesus in 1615. He said, Go ye into all the world and preach. Right. Amen. Luke 4, 18 through 19, the, the Lord is. If you bring that up and throw in scripture, I know I, there it is. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because the gospel to the poor. He has me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of the sight and to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Amen. In Isaiah 61, 1 through 2, it's, as you know, we were just read that, it, that um, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Verse 2 said, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn. Listen, church, we are in a place, amen, where we need proclaiming this is the acceptable year of the Lord, amen, and that God is coming back to bring forth vengeance upon those and upon the world who have rejected him and turned from the word of God. 1 Corinthians 9.16 says, For though I preach, for though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. 1 Corinthians 1.17 said, for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. Amen. Second, we are to contend for faith in Jude 3. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write, I'm not going to ask you to pull that up, but the Bible said the Greek word for contend is agonizami. And it means to fight and has the idea of fighting to defend the faith. Doing everything in our power to fight to defend the faith that we so dearly have through the gospel of Jesus Christ and his power. Ephesians 4, 5 says, One Lord, one faith, one baptism. And if there's only one, we must defend it. Amen. You've got to begin to defend the gospel of Jesus Christ. You've got to stand up for the word of God. Amen. And if there's only one, we must defend it. Amen. Third, we, must, we are to stand up for biblical values. We are to stand up. 2 Thessalonians 2 and 5, uh, 2.15 says, Therefore, brethren, Stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or by epistle. 
God wants us to shine the light in this dark world. Under Reagan and George Bush and George W. Bush, there, there still was no prayer in schools. And abortion was still legal. Then came President Obama. Now men can marry men and women can marry women. Most leaders of our nation are evil. Now we have a president that is even worse in some of his values. But yet we are to pray for our government. We are to pray for our president. It doesn't matter what the presidents have failed in America. God's people need to rise up and be prayer warriors over the kingdom of this world. There are souls hanging in the balance of heaven and hell. And if God's people do not stand up and pray and seek the face of God, he will not hear from his people nor heal the land if his people do not rise and call on the name of the Lord. Yes, our situation in this country may be worse now, but that should cause you even more to want to rise up and pray. It should cause you more to want to give God glory and praise. And the more we see the things that are coming, God said in his word, he said, as you see wars and rumors of wars, we're in wars that the military are not even supposed to be fighting for us. But because they signed on the line, they're committed to go and fight the war. Though it's for somebody else's political gain. May not be for your freedom or my freedom, but yet they go because they signed on the dotted line. If you look at the text in Isaiah 61 through 3, I've got to admit that our nation is not what it used to be. Do you remember when we were growing up, you baby boomers, the days where, where a whole lot was different than today's where the millennials live and where we live. We played outside. We didn't have video games on our TV. I think the only video game that at that time when I was growing up was... Atari, thank you, whoever said that. Now, now, some of you all don't know what Atari was, but it was a gadget like this that plugged into a, we didn't have a 55-inch. We had these black and white televisions, right, that weren't no bigger than a sound box. And everybody crowded around it, paddle over here, and all it had was a dial. And, and you sat there, and you, you, know, you you'd try to play And then it was, and that was only allowed if it was raining. If it wasn't raining, you were outside. You were out playing. We played outside. We didn't have video games. What, what are some things that you remember when you were growing up that compared to, to this day and time? We were sent out to play football on an asphalt because we didn't have no grass to play in. Amen. I know some of you think on, on asphalt, y'all don't have no grass? Not much. 
Not a, there you go. What are some things that you remember when you were growing up compared to this day and time? What? Flip phone. Right. Yeah, for, for she remembers flip phone. We don't remember phones. We remember the coin phone that was on the street corner. That when you got that, when you got buzzed on your little beeper, you drove real fast over to the phone, and then you're digging in your pocket. Clink. I got what what do you need? What do you ask? I'm here. What what is it? Right, we, we, we had coin machines on the wall. That was our that was our cell phone. <laughs> what were some other things that you might remember? Go ahead, Sister Shirley. Jump rope and roller skates. What's that, sis? What? Oh, yeah. Big old CD disc. Oh, cassette first. You're right. You're right. Oh, wow. You really took me back in time. Oh, yeah. Boom boxes filled with nine. Oh, spit out the ca uh, picture right away. You had to be in when the street lights came on. She said she stayed, she stayed in church all seven days a week. Bless God. None of you all know that now. None of y'all, you all know that. You remember them days? I remember the day. Go ahead, brother. I, I remember that too. Yeah, some of some of these chilling, some of these chilling don't remember having to go out and pull a switch. And, and don't bring no little one back in, cause you in big trouble. Sister Maddie and them were raised with a tree. They made their own goalie to play basketball. Amen. We, we didn't have no swim pools. We swam in the creek. Yeah. That's right. We swam in the creek. Yeah. What is that? 
Wiffle ball, what is that? All right, let me reel myself back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Red light, green light. Amen. bringing that one back. Yeah, I remember them days, but no. Oh, time out. Time out. Whoa, time out. Time out. The whole world today is a real mess. Amen. I'm going to get my brain back wrapped around here where I'm going. There's a lot of opposition against the truth, though. There's a lot of opposition against the truth, the Bible, and everything that it stands for and everything that is right in it. I have never seen it as bad as today. However, the stronger the opposition, the greater the opportunity for God to do something supernatural. Amen. No matter what the plight of this nation is, God will raise up Daniels and Joshuas and Esthers and Jeremiahs and Nehemiahs and Pauls and Ruths and Lydias to rise up and to call themselves the evangelists, the apostles, the people that go out and sow the gospel in the world. I'm talking about men and women who will make a difference in today. But preacher, I don't think I'm ready for that right now well let me tell you say this to you and encourage you listen to me carefully where you may be in your life right now may not be right but what God did when he saved you is will always be right I, I you know I, of course you know God's been very good to me but the, I've never seen the church, and this is not just this church, I'm talking about as I've been involved in uh, this new ministry of growing churches and dealing with pastors and things like this, but I've never seen a, uh, and I've never seen Christianity as um, convoluted as I have in my life. I mean, I work with people that are, that are Christians, right, but there's things that, things that they say that totally does not represent me as a Christ, as a child of God. And, and I, I, I become very cautious of people like that. Amen. People that call themselves Christians must understand that they are held to a higher standard. Amen. I'm not allowed to do and say just what I want to say. I'm not allowed to go and do what I just want to do without it being under the umbrella of Jesus Christ. Amen. And at any time you can come to God, you need to understand that any time you can come to God and make things right in your life. Amen. Even today you can make things right with God. It is your choice to make things right. I watch people every day make choices. Some good, some bad. The key, the key, there, here's the key word, do not fear. It is found 400 times in the Bible. However, the phrase fear not is found 63 times. 
out of those 400. The word fear in Hebrew is yer or yare and means frightened. The Greek word is phobio, uh, phobio means to frighten, to be alarmed. And we get our English word phobia from the Greek word. Webster says fear means frightened, to be afraid of. Now I want you to turn to 2 Chronicles 32, 7 and 8. Be strong and courageous. Be not afraid nor dismayed for the king of Assyria nor for all the multitude that is with him. For there be more with us than with him. Verse 8 says, With him is an arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us. Amen. And to fight our battles. And the people rested themselves upon the words of the prophet Hezekiah, king of Judah. Let me say this. There's more with us than there is against us. Amen. We have the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In Psalms 34 and 7. And all that, that all that's not all. And that's not all. We have a guardian angel. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them. That fear him and delivereth them. Here's the number two key word is do not retreat. It is not time to retreat. It is time to for the church to advance. Amen. Matthew 16, 18 says it like this. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. That, that right meaning of verse 18 is, and the gates of hell shall not stop the forward advance of the church. The only thing that can stop the forward advance of the church is the church. When the church stops advancing, that's when the advancing ceases. But the church has to gird up itself and get to a place uh, when it begins to understand that I've got to get up and begin to be a soul winner. I've got to have a burden for souls. I've got to be able to see people that are hurting in the world that need Jesus. That need Jesus. I need Jesus. I need Jesus every day. In other words, we are not to, to we are not on the defense. We are on the offense, busting down the gates to get into the enemy's territory. If the world is the territory, it's about time that we advance forward and not retreat in fear, but take the land back from the enemy. Amen. I don't know about you, but in the, in the time of this week of praying, it's time for us to bind the spirit of complacency. It's time for us to bind the spirit of, 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 of um, disunity. Amen. To where the body comes to a place when they understand that all of us are hurting, all of us and that we're not praying for our self-gain, but that we're praying that our children be saved. I ask you, which side are you on? Which side are you on? Are you on the Lord's side or the enemy's side? There is no more comfort zones. There's no more defense. It's time for the church to rise up 
and not be afraid with the same spirit that David had. In 1 Samuel 17, the story of David and Goliath in verse 48, David was not afraid to run at the enemy and go forward in the power of God to defend it. So why should we be afraid to not advance in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? If we have the, if we have the power of the Holy Ghost operating in us to operate and flow in the giftings and the power of God. No size or weapons or warrior skills of Goliath would intimidate David. His confidence was in the Lord. And I'm coming to a close. But his confidence was in the Lord of hosts. His five smooth stones speaks of determination. If I don't defeat him with the first one, I will with the second one. We prayed one prayer, and because God hadn't showed up, we just sent that prayer down. We just sent it up, and that's it. We don't come back and send another prayer. But I believe God's people got to keep coming back and begin to serve up some prayer. They got to serve up some prayers and trust the Lord and begin to get some Holy Ghost boldness in Jesus' name. He said, if I don't defeat it with the first one, I'll defeat it with the second one. And besides, he got four brothers just in case they jumped in. And, and, and you know what? We got brothers and sisters here that if you will bind together. If you and I will bind together, there's power. There's power in numbers. Amen. And when we come together in unity and begin to seek the face of God, God to move and intervene. When it's a heartfelt burden, amen. When it's a desire to see God. Mm. I was praying. I said, God, praying for my children. Praying that God break every yoke, every spiritual divination. Every demonic hold. Every church hurt. Bind it. Send it back to the pits of hell. I know none of you have ever had no church hurt, but if you've had church, it can wreck your world. But uh, here's the thing. You can't let church hurt take you to hell. And what church you end up in, there's going to be church hurt. I'm just, I'm just going to let you know right now. I'm not always going to be on my A game, and I'm going to hurt you at some point. The best thing for you to do is tell me I hurt you so I can make that right. Because if I don't know I hurt you, then I can't make it right. If a sister hurts you in the church, you need to let her know you, she hurt you. And you need to tell her, look, I've been hurt. After you've told her that or after you've told him, I, I've been hurt by you. After I go, Brother Johnson, you hurt me. It's up to him to either say, forgive me, or to become prideful and reject what I just said. But you know where? I am now free. Because now he knows that he's literally hurt me. And if he does not make it right, that's between him and God. And if, if he don't make it right between him and God, he don't make it in. That's God's word. So if there's a person that's been church hurt, you need to get you need to confront it in a right spirit, not in an angry spirit. You need to just say, 
Brother Johnson, I feel like those words were directed right at me and it hurt my feelings. See how easy that was? He said, I'm sorry. You're forgiven. Right? Uh, and, then, and then what's next is the Holy Ghost love, right? Holy Ghost agape love. Amen. So that's what we do, right? That's what we do. I want to get in the kingdom of God. I, I, I'm not trying to build no church a full of bunch of phonies, okay? You can't make it into heaven as a phony. Counterfeit saints can't make it into the kingdom of God. Fake love can't make it into the kingdom of God. Fake Christians can't make it into the kingdom of God. We can run the gamut. We can dress up this old fake facade. Amen. And make it look right. But until we get this right, until we get the inner man right with God, we cannot make it, we cannot fight against the wiles of this world. Once again, I want to thank our veterans. I do. I thank you, veterans, for all that you do. Thank you. You're my hero. You're my heroes. I feel sad for those that came back in Viet, not from Vietnam that were, were um, not treated right. I want to always remember those in the past who have given their lives on the behalf of our country for our freedom that we have today. Pray that God bless them. Pray that God keep them and their families and those that we've lost that are already in the grave. I pray God to touch their family and bless their family. But I come to a place. I'd like the bishop to stand up. I'd like Sister Maddie, Sister Juanita, Sister Pike. Sister Colleen, I'd like you to stand. Yeah, baby. Sister Thompson, Sister Je uh, Jones, I'd like you to stand. These are folks that I know that have been here longer than I have. Brother Gary, I'd like you to stand. These are folks that have been here longer than I have. Sister Talkington, if you can't stand, I understand. Sister Carol, were you here before me? All right, stand. Sister Tracy, were you here before me? Okay, stand. Sister Bass, were you here before me? Please stand. Sister Spencer, please stand. You were here before me. She said, I, I'll wait for you to call me. And you had better, because if you hadn't called me, we would have trouble. I think Brother Douglas, I, I'm not sure about Brother Douglas, but Brother Thompson, um, sis, were you here before me? My sister? Okay, she's holding my grand. So these are men and women that I want to honor today as well. Because these men and women could have quit at any time. Sickness tried to come up on his body, yet he never denied God. Tried to take his life, but yet he never denied God. Sickness took a precious life. Sister Eva, who was a precious part of the gems. I've watched them come through the storms of life. 
spiritual storms too, okay? Can I say that? I've watched spiritual storms in your life. Your back, your spine, your children, your husband. You stay the course while your husband's not serving God right now. Children, I see the course. I give honor to people that are still serving God. Sister Thompson, through everything, there's still a remnant. There's still a remnant. There's still a remnant. There's still a remnant. There's a remnant. There's a remnant. Because if you all stay in the course, it may not be a great number. Brother Ray, were you here? You were here before me. Please stand. Who else? Shirley Sutherland. Okay, I'm sorry. Anybody that I'm, I, I don't remember everybody. So if you were here before I, and since I've come, now, since I've come to the Lord, I've been here 25 years. But before I came here, you are the men and women that I, when I came to the house of God, that I have seen you're still serving God. You're still staying strong. You could have walked away could have forsaken the house of God. You could have forsaken God. All of us had reasons we could have walked away, but you stayed the course. For me, you're my heroes. For me, I look at you all, not only as a veteran in the armed forces, but a veteran in Jesus Christ that have stayed the course, still teaching Sunday school. Still singing for the Lord. Still preaching the gospel. I love you. I love you. Stay, stay in the course. So let me tell you something. Those of you are not standing up right now, these are the heroes, as well as our military heroes. That if you will allow them at some point, Mother got on me this morning in a very kind way. But I received what she said to me because she's my elder. I put a lot in my elders. I trust it when I see their walk, when I see their faithfulness, their commitment. What she said had depth and volume. I heard. And if you don't see me being obedient, you have the right to speak back into my life. The rest of us, hear me when I say this. These heroes that you see standing right now, besides our military heroes, there are, there are military heroes and then there are our children of God heroes right here today. That as they're connected to the Lord, they have power to bring forth a testimony to encourage, to equip, to empower, to lift up. Sometimes it, it's not always... It's not always 
like receptive, right? Not, not always want to receive what that elder has to say. It hurts sometimes. Right? Brother Johnson, it hurts sometimes. But I've come to the place where I've become, I've become mature in the Lord. To know that when the Lord is using somebody to speak to me, that I need to listen and I need to hear. The whole reason that the prophets were very prominent in the day of old. That's why the shepherd is very prominent in the pulpit. The, prop, the shepherd doesn't preach prosperity. I would love to stand here all day long and preach prosperity. I'd love to stand here all day long and, and preach live good, look good, dress good, eat good, right? Love people. But my job is to make sure that you know that in the day of judgment, that when the trumpet is sounded, that if your soul is not right, that you get it right now before the sound of the trumpet because you will not make it into the kingdom of God. The other hero in my life, more than any of you, is Jesus Christ. First and foremost, everyone stand with me. First and foremost, he is my hero who conquered death who conquered sin, who conquered everything that you and I experience right now and today. He paid the ultimate price. He didn't just die for the country, but he died for the whole world. Died for you and I in every country, every nation, every culture. Every head bowed. I, I, I do still know. I know today, tomorrow is Veterans Day, and this is Veterans Day, but I give honor to both the veterans of the military, but I, and I give honor to the veterans of the Church of God. And I don't say, listen, I, I don't say this. So those of you that did not stand with in, in the earth that has been here less I don't take nothing from you. I honor you as well. I believe there's, I believe you're a veteran as well. I was, I was doing some, some research yesterday. And if you would just let me, definition of veteran. definition of a veteran, a person who has had long experience in a particular field. It's not only the military field, but it flows over into the church. Amen. And so, I mean, you all maybe have served, been serving God longer than I have, and, and, and just because you're just now coming in, I don't take that away from you. You may have longer years serving than I have, and you as for each and every one of you that has served the Lord, no matter how many years, you're veterans, and I give honor to you as well. The Lord is real. I thank God for His love. Thank Him for His mercy. I 
I just, I thank him for allowing me to serve him. I, I just thank him for the ability, the, the opportunity to serve him as a child of God. That, that, that's a privilege. It's a privilege. It's an honor to serve him and to be one of his instruments down here on earth. I give honor to each and every one of you. I know you've struggled. I know you have all, haven't always been on the mountaintop. But I do know that if you've been in the valley too long, you haven't asked God for what's going on. And is there anything in my life that's not right? Sometimes the reason we end in a valley not only is for him to test us, but to also let us see where I am spiritually. Where am I spiritually? It's not time for you to retreat. It's not time for you to give up on God. It's not time for you to, to back away from your ministry. It's not time for you to stop serving God. Amen? And I know some of you that are military can't always be in the, in the house of God every Sunday. So when I tell you to be committed to God, I'm not challenging your career of military. But those of us that aren't in the military that can be in the house of God on a Sunday need to commit to Christ Jesus. We need to serve him. I need to be about my father's business. That's what you and I have been called to do, is to be witnesses. Seed sowers. Got a call. I got a call. I haven't, I've been in bed since Monday night. Didn't get out of bed till Friday to go to the doctor. To ensure that, my wife hid my wallet, my license and everything. And um, I didn't even realize it was missing until I went to go buy something at Amazon. I, I wasn't going nowhere. I just was going to buy something from Amazon. Now I'm looking for my wallet, and she took it. <laughs> Good wife, yeah. But someone from Chick-fil-A messaged me. Pastor Reynolds, haven't seen you in a week. Are you okay? What's going on? I've got two people that I want to come to your church, but I need you to come and meet them. I'm like, I, I, I you know, out there next week. But it tells me that if we will salt and the light, Everywhere we go. You know, I, I in my mind I'm going, Lord, you know, this growth initiative, how do we win souls? How are we gonna how do we create how do we create in the church the synergy and the desire to see someone saved? Our Bible study in Virginia went from seven to thirteen and three were missing. Am I right? In our numbers. That was started by Fort Belvoir, and we're now moving into a larger space, which at some point can become a preaching point. 
It just takes one willing soul to go, I'm going to go. If it's just one person, I'm going to go and teach him Bible study. God is doing something in Grace Gospel. And I just want to be a part of what God is doing. Amen. I don't want to be so consumed. Consumed. They say sometimes you can be, um, you can't see the, yeah, you can't see the forest because of the trees. And so, I don't want to be in a place where I can't see what God is actually trying to show me. And I've committed my life. I wasn't praying any um, during this time of sickness. I wasn't praying any, Lord, uh, heal me. I said, Lord, show me. Show me. Because the valley isn't always about a valley of being bad. The valley is something to get my attention. Wake up. So I encourage everyone that goes into a valley to not look at it as a curse or as a a bad thing, but to begin to question God, why? Teach me from this valley. Let me know where I'm going, where you want me to go, right? This valley is not to cause me to walk away from you. This valley is to cause me to get stronger and to hear what you want from me. I'm not angry about blood pressure. I wasn't, I'm not, I'm not. I am perfectly, all I said was, God, you just, if this is to catch my attention, tell me what I need. Tell me what you want me to do. Tell me what you want me to do. And I'm willing to do what you want me to do. So I I ask you this. Are you in a retreat mode? Are you in a offense mode? Or defense? Maybe, maybe you need to be in a defense mode. That's what you need to be on the defense. We need to start making headway to where God wants us to go. How many of you've got someone in the family that needs the Lord? All of us have someone. This week, in this fast, let's begin to pray. I don't know if anybody looked, the whole church put their hands. Did y'all, y'all need to raise your hand again. If you've got someone that needs the Lord, I want y'all to turn around and look at this church. Whatever number is here, ever how many people are here, we all have someone that we're praying for that need the Lord. Amen. In, in my... In the spirit, this is what I'm telling you. In the spirit, here's what I believe. That when I link up, right? When I link up, I've now made a commitment. I've made a commitment. Connect. I'm making a commitment. Connect back to Sister Jade Joe. Somebody start connecting. 
I'm making a commitment that I am going to believe that I'm going to trust in God moving in our God is going to minister to our families, our loved ones, that God is going to deliver them in Jesus' name, that God's going to touch them in Jesus' name, that God's going to move in their lives in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, God, we bind together right now with strands that cannot be broken. God, we have children that are sick, that need deliverance, that need the Holy Ghost, that need you, that need healing, that need your power. Lord, I, I'm not in a retreat mode. I am now on the defense mode. I am going after with your power, your name. I'm believing in Jesus' name for divine healing. I'm believing for deliverance. I'm putting my child on your list, God of salvation, of healing, of deliverance, oh God. I'm putting my uncle, my aunt, I'm putting my aunt, my husband, my wife, my brother and my sister, my sons and my daughters, my nieces, my nephews. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I put my brothers, I put my fathers in Jesus' name. God, that your spirit move and intervene. That you bring down rain upon them, oh God. Holy Ghost rain. Minister to them. Honor the faith of your people as they have united and equally yoked up together, Lord God. In one mind, one accord, to see your power. Your glory in the name of Jesus. Touch their lives. Touch their hearts in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Touch your veterans today. Veterans in military. Veterans in the church, oh God. Empower them. Lift them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus in your name. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I don't believe we've seen nor heard what God really wants to do. The Bible says, ears have not, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. 
Come on. We have to get to the place. Amen. Amen. It's got to enter into your heart of what the word of God is saying. And it's not time to retreat. It's time to move forward. It's time for us to take back what has been stolen from us, our homes, from our children, from the church. In Jesus' name, it's time to take back what the enemy has stolen. And the only way the church can take that back, listen, President Trump said that if the children of God, the church, Christian organizations would rise up, we could put any man or any woman in office that we wanted to put in. That would tell you that we are greater when we're united. When God's people will become a voice. But God's people have to be a voice. They can't just be a people that come in and gather together on a Sunday morning and a Wednesday night and say, bless God, hallelujah, anyhow, and say, leave it in God's hands. If God's people do not pray and war against things that are going on in America and all around the world, it's up to you and I. I my children won't be saved if I don't pray. If I don't pray for my children, they won't be saved. If you don't pray for your children, they will not be saved. If you don't pray for your husband, he won't be saved. If you don't pray for your wife, she's not going to be saved. I mean, you can think it. You can will it all you want. But until you start making it a declaration... A decision that you're going to call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, come up. Somebody came up with that push, pray until something happens. Lord, if we would just pray. God's people would just pray. We need to pray. As a people, we need to pray. It's not time for you to retreat. It's not time for you to back up. It's not time for you to quit. Not time to throw in the towel and say what, whatever. It's time to take a stand for the Lord. God has great, great things in store for this church. He really does. There's great things coming. I pray that I'm able to be a part of that. I pray that I get to see it. But there are great things coming. Amen. There is. I'm going to take it another step further. I'm going to prophesy. Here's what I believe. If we will fast and pray and bind together and unite, that we call out family members. Brother Morrison said it this morning. Trouble the altars. I, I preach the message, where are the altars in the church? Don't nobody come to an altar anymore. Um, I know, I know. This wasn't, wasn't in my script today. Don't nobody go to an altar anymore. Everybody's saved. Everybody's fine. If they aren't, they hide it. Marriages. Marriages. Messed up marriages. They only come when they have to come. But yet, their marriage is in trouble. 
I can tell you, when, when the Lord brought me back to the house, and I'm going to close with this, and you don't even have to end with a song. We're going to end on prayer. When the Lord brought me to the house of God, my 30 days, I was a baby in Christ. Baby. Baby. Right here. Sat up front. 30 days later after the Lord brought my whole family back, my wife said, I'm, I'm, this is not me. I'm done. I'm leaving. I'm going to find another church. That's when the scripture, as for me and my house, was birthed in my soul. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I said, well, honey, you can go find a church. You can go. But the kids don't go with you. They go with me. I said, God didn't pull me out of drugs. He didn't pull me out of alcohol. He didn't put my children back in my life for me to go running after some, some where he did it all here. I said, if he speaks to me and tells me there's another church to go to, I'll go. But he'd have to tell me. So you can go. Every Sunday and every Wednesday, snotting and crying. Lord, they had prayer requests. This is why we don't. I'd say, I'd like my wife to be prayed for. Crying. Pray for my wife. Pray that God bring her back to the house of God. I wanted her saved. I wanted her saved. Came for one month, that very last Sunday of them coming into that last month. I mean, it was crazy. Weeks were crazy. I couldn't understand. I talked to God a couple times, just me and him, like I'm talking to you. God, I don't understand this. You you, you put my marriage back together and then you let my wife leave me and go to another church? That don't make sense. I don't understand this, Lord, but obviously you must. But you've given me the scripture and this is the only thing I can hold on to is your word. And I... I experienced you here. I said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Continue. I come, pray. I'd ask prayer. I'd pray. Ask for prayer. That last Sunday of the month, she rose up in bed. Almost scared me. She said, would it be all right if I went to church with you today? I got up out of that bed. You don't know. I, I just was like, wow, Jesus, thank you. Yes, it would be great if you go to church with me. And so, at any point, I could have walked away from God. And that was being a brand new babe in Christ. Never experienced the power of the Holy Ghost in all my life. And then Jesus. If I was going to stay because of the delivering power that had happened to me. Since then I haven't stopped. By the grace of God, stop. That's only by the grace of God. Amen. He deserves all the glory because he's the one that's kept me. I wake up and I say, God, I don't deserve the house I live in. I mean it. 
So I tell you this. I say all that to say this. My hat's off to you veterans that come when your husband won't, is not here. It's hard. I, I guess God wanted me to experience what you all get to experience. It's a very, I, I understand. People don't understand what, what that's like to get up every Sunday morning, every Wednesday and show up to the house of God without your spouse being with you. It's hard. So I, I give honor to you for being committed to that. But it's not time to retreat now. We've come too far. And there are thorns, those I've come to. Am I off base, Brother Johnson? I've come too far. By faith, that's it. I've come this far by faith. Amen. You and I are going to have to continue to go by faith. It's not going to be anything you can see. Every head bowed. Please. Sister Leah Dozier. Before we pray, let me welcome you to Grace Gospel Worship Center. Thank you for being with us today. Amen. She's a guest of uh, my sister, Terry Marshall. Um, when we end, we have a link room where we like to get connected to you, have a gift to give you, and we just like to get to know you a little bit better. But thank you for coming today. May the Lord richly bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Every head bowed. In the name of Jesus, Father, we come before you today. You know that Monday is Veterans Day, and we have honored the men and women that, that took an oath to serve our country. And we pray blessings on those men and women today, God. Those that have uh, been able to retire, that uh, are still here as veterans, we thank you for them and allowing them to be with us, oh God. We pray blessings upon those that are still serving in the military, God, that you keep them and protect them, Lord God. I pray that you continue to let them be the salt and the light as well while they're in the military. Let them continue to reach souls, Lord God. And I pray for the body of Christ, oh God, every veteran that's here. And Lord, I didn't mean to leave any veterans out that have served God longer than uh, 25 and 15 years, even five years as a veteran, Lord God. We ask that your hand bless each and every soul that's in this place today. That your hand be upon them. Lord, go with us. Bring us back at the appointed time, Lord God, safe. I pray many blessings on your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Greet one another. Love on one another. Thank our military again. God bless you. Have a great day.